0: Welcome to Advancing the Conversation with Dr. Christy Carnahan and Dr. Kate Doyle from the University of Cincinnati's Special Education Department. I'm Ashley Barla, your host. We started this podcast in an effort to have real conversations about the role of self-determination in all our lives, specifically in supporting people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. If you're a teacher, a person interested in becoming a teacher, a parent, a sibling, or a person with a disability, this podcast is for you. We hope you'll join us on this journey as we learn about the role of self-determination in our lives. Son, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Pleased to be here. Yeah.
0: Why don't we start off by having you tell us a little bit about what you do here at the University of Cincinnati?
1: Okay. My name is Song Ju. I'm a faculty member in Special Education Program at UC. I've been here since 2013. My research interests mainly focus on secondary transition, including transition to post-secondary lives, you know, all those three critical aspects, employment, post-secondary education, and independent living. And also including self-determination.
0: Well, you are certainly a busy, busy person. Maybe we can talk about self-determination just briefly. Can you define for us self-determination in your own words? How would you define self-determination?
1: I think self-determination is more than a belief or an attitude. It actually involves the knowledge, awareness, and it's a full skill set. That can take people to reach their maximum potentials and re- achieve their goals. I think self-determination has a great impact on daily life, from you know small things like making a food choice or solving a simple problem during the day and to those big things, like making a long- term plans and pursuing their long-term goals. Yeah, that's about as simple as it gets and and
0: very powerful. Can you give us any example of an accomplishment that you have had personally that, you know, some goal that you have met that wherein you've accessed self-determination?
1: To me, I felt I'm originally from China and, you know, applied to the graduate program here because I was attracted to the special education policies and the laws in the United States. That's why I came. And then- at first, I want to do a, you know, become a teacher, maybe obtain a master's degree. And then I went all the way to become a, you know, researcher in the field and to obtain the doctorate degree. I feel it takes a lot of self-determination and a personal effort.
2: So I'm wondering, like I'm thinking about that example because someone was asking me a similar question yesterday and I actually talked about my doctoral degree. Were there any things that, what happened either during the journey once you Came to the United States that really said to you, "Oh, that's something I could do, and I'm interested in that." Maybe someone else helped, kind of help shape that story, or something that happened to you even before, like as a child, or something that made you it, that, like cultivated that interest or sparked that interest.
1: One thing, it kind of helped. It kind of helped me is during my doctoral study. At one point, I felt I. Probably wasn't more interested you know in statistics educational statistics so at one point I was thinking, oh should I you know change my major mm-hmm. or should I stick to special education and then you know I met great mentors and I have great colleagues they they to work with and they talk to me and they so I was able to participate in different grants you know to work with students with disabilities and which, really kind of convinced me that this is what I want to do. And I really enjoyed my experience and I would really want to continue my career in this field. that's awesome. Thank you.
0: Song. are there goals that you have that you think you haven't met or that you're close to meeting?
1: Yeah, certainly. (laughs) Always, you know, there are always things I want to do and always goals that I haven't met yet. that I plan to do related to my professional experience. You know, I always want to make broader impact. I want to work with more people and more involved in the community and do a lot of, you know, impact people and either publish or you know, work with teachers. I'm curious about that. This kind of like goal setting
0: and constant growth. How does that tie in to self-determination? What's the lesson there for people with disabilities and their
1: lifelong growth. Can you make that parallel for us in self determination? I think it's very important to set up goals. And before you set up goals, it's also important to make realistic goals. Like, and then it involves carefully planning. You know, break goals to short term and long term, and make up you know make up developed plans to mm-hmm. execute the plan. So that's kind of the steps. Basically, you know, when we develop a plan, we need to kind of self-discipline and stick with the plan and, you know, doing all those problem solving and achieve, to, in order to achieve the goals.
2: So maybe you could talk about some of your research and how it's, what you've really, what you've done related to self-determination and just kind of the trajectory of that, of, of where it started and where it is today and what you're working on.
1: As far as self-determination, I'm always interested in, you know, examining different models, teaching models to to teach self-determination. And we also research on how self-determination impacts post-secondary experience. Like we interviewed students in post-secondary education and asked them about their self-determination journey. How do they, you know, become successful and get get into post-secondary education? Mm-hmm. So that, those are some of the things I want to do. And we also work with national data and to examine the self-determination factors related to different post-secondary outcomes, disabilities.
2: Talk a little bit about that, because I think that's so interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd, I guess, but may, I think it would be interesting because you know that literature so well. But it, just to hear you talk a little bit about that.
1: Okay. I want the teachers to know it's powerful and because it's evidence-based and it can be embedded in their daily instruction mm-hmm. and it's critical to post school outcomes, it has a long lasting impact on students' life. So mm-hmm. I want, I think teachers and also the parents and families should consider that a priority to cultivate self-determination skills for the students.
0: Song, you've spent some time talking about goal setting both for yourself professionally as well as for students as you're guiding them on a self-determination journey. How practically can educators help their students with disabilities set these short and long-term goals? How how do we start working on goals for students with disabilities?
1: I mean, there are different ways. And... Because teaching self-determination can, can happen, occurred, you know, can occur during the, each stage of the child development. Okay. When, you know, teachers teach them in either early childhood education or secondary, and it can happen differently. You know, there are different self-determination curriculum teacher can use to, to to teach their students Mm -hmm. for kids at a younger age, they can do simple things as like just empower them, give them choices about their schedules, about their work and help them provide some visual support to give them more independence on how to get their work on time, how to self monitor, you know, their progress and for kids in the sec secondary education, like they are going to start talking about transition and then maybe more conversation will be around, you know. Your personal interest, your personal goal. What do you want to do after you graduate? You know what, what, and how? What do you know about yourself? And you know, then talk about all those. So basically, teach self awareness, teach mm-hmm. how to make a goals, and you know, make a plans and and work towards it.
0: You know, I wonder if you could give an example about a success story there. I, I work as a special education attorney, and I support a lot of families that are kind of at that transition age. And something that I've seen in my practice is that students, I work a lot with students that have Down syndrome. My own son has Down syndrome also. And the pandemic affected independence significantly because so many people were stuck at home, and it triggered social-emotional struggles pretty Significantly, and a lot of people, particularly those that were transition aged. And so, what I have noticed is that a lot of my clients, and actually my own son, aren't as capable of setting goals. And I think you touched on it with that self awareness piece, you know, whether it's healthy eating or it's succeeding in a sport or it is some academic piece. So, what I'm learning with my clients and and with my own child is sometimes we have to teach the reason behind the goal setting before we can actually t- teach the goal setting so like in my own example you know we have to work on healthy eating and so we have to teach what healthy eating looks like in order to say i've got a goal of you know i don't know if it's losing 5 pounds or whatever it is we're still stuck on Mm-hmm. On the eating part, can you can you talk about foundational skills that students need before
1: goal setting? I mean, I agree with you. I mean, while we are talking about goal setting, especially for the kids, their thoughts can be go really wild. It, you know, I I've met kids when they are doing developing their goals, they want to be a you know sport star, they want to purchase luxury cars, all those kind of you know dreams and goals. They put it on their on on the paper and. It's very important, you know, how do we talk to them about, you know, make, develop realistic goals and talk about the reason for that. Yeah. I think it's a little bit like backward planning. It's more like, okay, so, so what, what do you see if you want to become like independent or what kind of life do you want to live? That's kind of for like a long-term goal setting. And then what is the current focus? Like if you are in school, you know, what's If you want to go to the college, if you want to go for secondary education in the school, what's important is maybe your GPA or maybe just a test is important for this semester. So really break things really small, short-term goals that can add up leading to the long-term goals. I think that's very important for the kids to know, to take small steps. Um, And also, I think you mentioned the important thing is to address the reasons that maybe talk to them about some of them probably have seen the consequence, you know, their natural consequence. If they don't so, do something, they already see the consequence. Mm-hmm. They know, oh, I failed. Oh, I did this. You know, that's not a, a, what I want. Then from, we can also address the goal from that way. Okay. That's something you want to change that that's not work for you. So what are going to be working for you? Okay. And then if you think this will work for you, we can you know, develop short the goal like this, and then we will make plans to make change to improve. Ashley and Song,
3: this week, Christy and I have been involved in some very deep philosophical conversations about self-determination. And I pinch myself, right, that I have a job that I get paid to do that kind of work. But we are bringing some colleagues along in other disciplines around thinking about self-determination. So it's been really interesting. It made me think about it, Song, when I had the same experience in working with students when they have goals, you know, I want to, you know, be a famous YouTuber. I want to own a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. And I really have found some of the art of teaching self-determination is you have to be able to hang on to that student's voice and honor, right? What their dreams and goals are, but tie it back to actually healthy eating is connected to those goals, right? And how do you hold on to that dream? We've kind of using the word around dream perhaps, and then bring it down to a goal that is applicable in their everyday life. So I think there is an art to this. When you read like self-determined learning model, it can look deceptively simple. And then when you get into the practice, it's actually quite complex and it relies a lot on listening to student voice, honoring student and being really thoughtful about what are the guardrails? When do you let someone kind of naturally fail? So it just really has triggered a lot of these conversations and that This is exceptionally complex.
2: Well, I think, Song, you touched on something really important earlier when you were talking about like younger kids, giving them some control early on so that they can see the connection of their choices to what happens in their life. Like you were talking about letting them have some say in their schedule, encouraging them to make choices about what they're going to do and when. I think those things early that you are pointing out are critical because if you get to be a high schooler and you don't haven't had any of that control or somebody's always made those choices before for you it's really hard to start to make choices or to set a big goal and then carry out some actions when you have any people have been determining what you eat what you think drink you know what I mean you're just it that's a big leap
0: yeah I mean I think I see that parent voice you know so many think well mother knows best you know, and in many cases, that's true, because there is a cognitive impairment, or there is a impaired sense of objective reality, or there is a, and maybe that impaired sense of objective reality is, is the steps that are necessary in order to achieve a big goal. So if you want to be a YouTuber how do we start today in order to to achieve that goal or to start working on that goal? And what are the different things that impact it? And I see so many transition plans in my practice that say, well, Johnny wants to be a YouTuber. And, And then the educators don't stop and break that down into goals that are more accessible for the children. So I think this conversation can be very valuable to address how educators can meet that frustration that parents experience, which is natural in my opinion. And there are some things kids
2: don't have enough information about to make their own choices. We're just talking about this this week. And you have to have enough information and enough life experience to make an actual informed choice. But again, let's go. I think that goes back to why we have to look for the simple things like Song was talking about to help them start to make the choices because there are some things they cannot choose. They just don't have the world knowledge yet. Or the predictor, you can't predict the outcome or the consequence of that, you know, long term. But there are smaller things that they should need more control over so that they can start to develop that understanding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. Song, we like to end here with a little bit of fun. And so we're going to ask you a series of fun questions. The first one is, what
1: are you watching right now? Try the videos about, you know, kids on the spectrum, you know. The students, you know, families who have children with autism and all children with behavior disorders, I want to learn more about this topic. Always learning. Yeah. What about listening? What are you listening to? Oh, I like those TED Talks. Um, you know, they, are, they have a lot of great topics around assistive technology and education. And there are some a lot of cool technology coming up because we are teaching students in the digital era. And I found that new things that I don't know, and, you know, might be helpful to students, you know, teach students with special needs. It's really empower them and support their academic learning and their daily living. So I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in technology too.
0: Have you listened to a TED talk recently that you can recommend?
1: Watch, there's, it's an, something about the, the glasses that can basically have, a, provide a lot of accessibility you know, yeah. for students who have maybe learning disabilities or, you know, who have vision impairments. So basically it helps them to access information more. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Super cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Well,
1: oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Thanks nice to talking to you all. Yeah.
0: Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us. If you are interested in learning about the University of Cincinnati's special education, undergraduate or graduate programs, Please visit us at onlineucedu specialeducation If you are interested in learning more about our programs for young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, please visit cechucedu ATS. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at advance the conversation at uc.edu.